Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Case Watch deals with content meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case Confirming the body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. As we've been reporting, the death of 22-year-old Gabby Petito is being investigated as a homicide. We begin with the latest on the search to find Brian Laundry, the only person of interest in the homicide death of Gabby Petito. Hello, creeps. We're back. I'm Mark. And I'm Charity. And this is the Case Watch Podcast. Make sure you log on to Facebook, like the page, Case Watch Podcast. Uh, let's jump right in, Charity. What do you want to talk about today? Because we are caught up on the timeline as of this recording. Yes. So there is more than one thing I'd like to talk about, actually. So, guys, let's talk about Brian's parents. They are Chris and Roberta Laundry, And they are, I don't know if they're for, from New York, Long Island, but they lived there for a long time. Because Gabby and Brian were childhood sweethearts who met while growing up on New York's Long Island. All right, so that answers a question that I had from last, yes. you know, a couple episodes ago. All right, so that, that had some clarity there. So his parents later moved to Northport, about 35 miles south of Sarasota. So the there's a family business, apparently. It's called Juicer Services, and it's um, actually run from their Florida home. So Chris and Roberta apparently run this business together. So public records show that Christopher and Roberta Laundry have been running their own business juicer services for more than four years. Roberta Marie Laundry is listed as the registered agent of the company in Florida's company registry, while the New York company registry lists Christopher Laundry as the CEO of the company. I don't know if that's because that's where the company originated or like, why wouldn't that just transfer back over when they moved to Florida? Why wouldn't he still be the CEO in the Florida database? Um, so this business sells and services commercial juicing equipment. 
They likely moved to Florida in 2017 as a part of their business plan. But if you look at the website with a URL that matches the company's name, that website has been suspended. So they're juicers. You know, they're healthy. They like to live a healthy lifestyle, it seems. I don't know. They don't teach their kids to tell the truth. Well, I mean... Because they both are liars. We don't know that for sure, Mark. That's just speculation on our part. It it is, but it's uh, on pretty good authority that it's pretty accurate. It's pretty... Darn accurate. So basically, this family business, I guess, is up to this point what they have been doing. Yeah, we need to find out a little bit more about this business. I agree. So if any of you guys have read anything uh, um, more extensive about this, please let us know because this is just a kind of an oversight of what I was able to find about it. But clearly, their children didn't work with them. It doesn't say anything about either of the kids. Yeah, that's that's weird, especially if they moved down there and all lived down there together. Why wouldn't they right. be doing this together? Right. Actually, I did read, Mark. I w- kind of was interested to know what Gabby did for work and what Brian did for work before their road trip. Well, Ron- she says in that police interview that she was a, a juice nutritionist. So um, I did find some information that Brian sold his digital artwork. That's what he did for work. Apparently, he's a digital artist or believes himself to be a digital artist. <laughs> Sorry, oh but- You know, you can deem yourself anything, correct? Um, And it said that at one point, and I don't know when she stopped doing this, Gabby was actually a pharmacy tech. I haven't heard that. That's interesting. So I don't know how true that is or how not, but that's what I read. Next, I'd like to talk about the defense lawyer for the family, because it seems as though he's the defense lawyer for the family. And from what I've read, he's been a part of their family as their lawyer for many years. Yeah, so let's let's talk about him. So first what I did was I Googled kind of the job of a defense lawyer, what the main primary job was. So what I found was the primary duties of a defense counsel owe to their clients to administration of justice and as officers of the court are to serve as their client's counselor and advocate with courage and devotion to ensure that constitutional and other legal rights and that their clients are protected and render effective. Now, is he just a criminal defense lawyer? Let's look inside of who Stephen Bertolini is. So the law offices of Stephen Bertolini are located on Main Street in East Islip, I think. It's I-S-L-I-P. Islip, yep. Islip in Suffolk County, New York on Long Island South Shore. Oh, so they've kept their lawyer from New York. They kept their lawyer from New York, which, I mean, I guess if you have a lawyer that is somebody that you trust and use and maybe they did use for the business. I don't know, because this is the kind of law that Mr. Bertolini has handled. He's handled real estate law, business law, civil and commercial litigation, personal injury law, and criminal cases. So he's been practicing law since 1994 on New York's Long Island, where Brian and Gabby grew up as childhood sweethearts. He earned a Juris Doctor Law degree at Long Island's Hofstra, H-O-F-S-T-R-A University, And the offices are based, as we just said earlier, East Islip, New York. So a reporter, Jossie Carbonara, had actually sent a message to Bertolino asking when he was retained as counsel in this case. And he just said no comment. Oh. So this makes me wonder, this is speculation hat now, was he retained before Brian had even made it back home? It, It makes you really wonder. Was he retained possibly when Brian came home to help with the storage unit. Yeah. That just gives me douche bumps really, really bad because it makes me wonder there's so much more there as to why he was there to clean out that thing, especially where it's just three days before she went missing Exactly. just to turn around and drive right back. Um, guys, Mark has the best little 
sayings, I have to say. Yes, I, I do like using douche incorporating douche into everything. Yeah, douche bumps is fantastic. All right, do you have anything else on this attorney? I don't have anything else on the attorney himself. Um, what we do know, though, is that he advised Brian and the parents apparently not to speak. I don't know if he advised the parents. He definitely advised uh, Brian not to speak. And I actually have the full statement of what he read to the press. And I can read that. Excellent. Um, what he says is, Many people are wondering why Mr. Laundry would not make a statement or speak with law enforcement in the face of Miss Petito's absence. In my experience, intimate partners are often the first person law enforcement focuses their attention on in cases like this. Oh, 100%. I agree with you to there. See, yeah. now, I mentioned this before. You should always get a lawyer of to course. protect your rights. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you supposedly love this person. Not Correct. only are you protecting your rights, but you now have a lawyer. And if you know you're innocent... Go ahead and let's try to find the partner that you love. Yes. So that adds one more check mark to why I don't like Mr. Laundry. Uh, is there any more on this? Yes. It's a, um, he continues on to say, in the warning that any statement made will be used against you is true, regardless of whether my client had anything to do with Miss Petito's disappearance. As such, on the advice of counsel, Mr. Laundry is not speaking on the matter. I have been informed that the Northport, Florida police have named Brian Laundry as a person of interest in this matter. This formality has not really changed the circumstances of Mr. Laundry being the focus and attention of law enforcement. And Mr. Laundry will continue to remain silent on the advice of counsel. Now, this is not the Cold War and we're not remaining Correct. radio silence for the safety of the entire country. Well, that and here's my other thing. Clearly, he's a good defense lawyer. Oh, 100%. Okay. He knows how to word things. He knows exactly how he's going about this. So he he's doing his job. So we can't be mad at him. We would hope he would have, instead of doing this, encouraged his client to maybe speak something just so the family has something. But he's being a defense lawyer. Yeah, right? unfortunately... It's a needed profession. I don't yeah. always agree with it. At some point, this defense lawyer must just shake his head and be like, dude, where is she? I know. I mean, it's horrible. Because Especially if, if this he's guy, a parent himself. Yeah, if you he know? has kids too. Yeah. And you're hearing these family members in these interviews, like they're losing their mind. Like oh my this gosh. is, I couldn't imagine. No, I can't imagine either. And um, it's a very interesting statement that was put out there. So now we know exactly why he's been told not to speak, I guess. Yeah, it's it's a very sketchy situation. This Why this case has grown legs and taken off is because nothing is adding up. Nothing is making sense. Nope, nope. But the one thing that is good, again, as we've stated the whole time, is the fact that we're covering this. There's so many people covering this. And the more people that come together, I'm confident we can find out what happened to Gabby. I hope so as well. At yeah. least bring some peace and closure to yep. the family. Awareness is where it's at. Everyone be aware, listen, see report, everything. So that statement was very profound because it upset a lot of people, Mark. Oh yeah, absolutely. Nobody likes to hear no. And that's basically what that statement is said is like nothing is going to be released. So what is unfortunate right now though, is Bertolino, I read people have been going on and putting really horrible negative things on his Yelp for his business because they're angry and they're emotional and they are just beside themselves with, you know, him advising the family or, or advising Brian, not the family, but advising Brian to not speak. So I thought that was very interesting. I, yeah, I do too, because people need to remember that 
there are criminal defense lawyers for a reason. So it's not like he is doing something that is uncalled for. We may not like what he's saying. We may not like what Mr. Brian Dirty Laundry has done. But at the end of the day, Mr. Bertolino is doing his job. And I believe as much as it enrages me that Brian is not speaking, I did find an interview with a fellow criminal defense lawyer. So he's a lawyer out of Utah and his name is Jess Nix. He was asked how he would advise someone in Brian's situation. And he acknowledged that a defense attorney's advice can seem counterintuitive and even amoral but added it's their job to focus on the defense of their client. Nick's offered a pretty clear distillation of the role of a defense attorney in America's adversarial criminal justice system. Sorry, guys, I'm trying to read all these words the best <laughs> I can. <laughs> I have a hard time every time you say Bertolino because it reminds me of something that I would eat with a spaghetti meal because it, it's actually hilarious that every time you say it, I sit over here and I'm like, oh, I really love some linguine right it now. It could be like, Bertolino Fettuccino or something. I don't know. I'll take some Bertolino of Alfredo. I'll take some baked Bertolino. <laughs> I know. I know that's like completely inappropriate, but it's, it's hard to not say that that's what I think about every time you mention his name. Yeah. And Mark and I have talked and I am definitely, I have the brain of a probably 12 year old boy, I would say. It's one of the things I like about you. Yeah, exactly. So anyways, I'm sorry. So let me start this again. So Nick's offered a distillation of the role of a defense attorney in America's adversarial criminal justice system with a sixth amendment to the constitution guarantees the right to counsel for anyone charged with a crime. And the fifth amendment guarantees the right to not be forced to testify against oneself as a criminal suspect. See, now, this is where I have to take my true crime hat off a little bit because I want him to be able to just tell us everything, but I am a huge proponent of our rights and civil liberties. So he's a lawyer, he's doing his job. And unfortunately, as much as we hate everybody involved in this case on the dirty laundry side, this is their rights. And a, a perfect example to me is the OJ Simpson trial. Oh, 100%. So I watched that trial top to bottom and- those lawyers of his did an amazing job. Amazing job. And there, at times, I was extremely angry. Oh, they made Be you want to hate them. They made me want to hate them. But guys, they were really good lawyers. And unfortunately, or fortunately for, for people who need a defense attorney, this sounds as if it is what they are taught and ingrained in them when they need to protect their client. I've talked to a few criminal defense lawyers over the years, and they actually have told me, and every lawyer is different, so you can't quote me on, this is what this guy is saying, but most of them go in and say, I don't even want to know if you did it, because then it gives me a conscience on the case. I want to just go in and with the best defense I have. And all they have to do, Mark, they don't have to prove that they are not guilty. They have to just prove doubt. Oh yeah. Beyond a reasonable doubt That's is what you need to be convicted on. And if you can put doubt in someone's head that they've done their job. Right. So if there's a case that even the, even, you know, I've, I've, I've read or watched or listened to different cases where they interview the jury and they say, honestly, like, I think that they did it, but there was enough doubt that we, we just couldn't all agree. Or there's a hung jury because of it. It's just, it's a very difficult situation, guys. And so, I don't know. I mean, I can see why everybody's so emotional. It is very emotional. We're all very charged. We're angry. We want answers. We want we want answers for, for Gabby's family. Got something, Mark? Yeah, 100% we want answers for that. I mean, you got to look back. When we're talking about lawyers, um, Mark Garrigus has represented some of the most scumbaggiest of clients in the <laughs> world. Um, Scott Peterson. I mean, Ugh. 
Scott Peterson is also on the dartboard of douchebags. We're going to fill this list out one time. If you have suggestions of people you believe should be on the dartboard of douchebags, you know where to reach out to us. We're at Case Watch Podcast on Facebook. We love interacting with you guys because interacting with you makes us feel like we're actually not just talking into microphones to ourselves. Mark, do you think possibly at some point we could get some merch? Because I would really love a t-shirt with a dartboard on it. Oh, that would be awesome. Of douchebags. We should do that. I think it would be amazing. Just saying. Oh, 100%. And like I said, even though we hate Scott Peterson, he was entitled to defense. I mean, it was a really shitty defense and I hope he rots in jail. But yep. at the end of the day, he was still entitled to that defense. And that's the same thing that we have here. Hopefully we can, you know, get to that point where we can actually find Mr. Laundry and we can have him have his day in court. Because I think we're kind of at a standstill until we get to that point as to far as what is going on, because they're not finding out much more stuff. I mean, we have some other statements from the attorneys. I mean, an attorney for Gabby's family had expressed skepticism at the Laundry's parents would even help the FBI. The Laundries did not help them find Gabby. They're sure as hell not going to help them find Brian. The family attorney, Richard Stafford, said, for Brian, we're asking you to turn yourself into the FBI or the nearest law enforcement agency. Speaking at a news conference aside, uh, Petito's parents and step-parents, Stafford said that the FBI had asked them not to discuss the relationship between the families. He said they were confident the FBI would thoroughly investigate the case and get justice for Gabby. I really hope they do. I mean, obviously they don't want them to discuss what's going on because there's a certain aspect when you're doing an investigation where sometimes too much information being let out actually hinders the prosecution. So as much as I love our our favorite bounty hunter dog, it makes me wonder if some of what he's doing is a hindrance to the case by not so much as investigating, but live investigating where he is and where he's going. And we have to remember also when dog was still before he was retired and he was his show was on. This was, I don't want to say scripted. Some of it probably was, but it was aired after the fact. Yes. So it didn't hinder anything. They were just showing how they captured these people and the trials and tribulations of that and all and everything. It wasn't live like the, this is live. And you're right. Sometimes too much information is not good at all. All eyes are on this case right now. I would really love, if you guys have any suggestions of some missing cases that you'd like to see us cover as well, I would love to bring light to other cases that are out there that are happening because this is now opening the eyes that people out here can actually bring a difference. Look at what happened when they had found uh, Robert Lowry, that nobody knew where he was. And just from the exposure of this case, it was actually, we're now able to bring closure to this family. I mean, it'd be great if we could do that for other people as well. So there's a lot of missing people out there that we should be able to cover and help out enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with BetMGM at your fingertips every play and every game matters more than ever place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. 
We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Mark, did you watch the uh, press conference with the parents, um, with the, the mother and stepfather and the father and stepmother? No, I, I had watched a quick clip online. Unfortunately, it's been a busy, busy time for me recently, so I haven't been able to watch it. Um, do you have some information you can shed on that for me? I watched it and it was, honestly, I, I actually got very emotional watching it. These families looked like they co-parented amazingly together. They all seemed to get along great. They all loved Gabby so much. In fact, they showed both the step parents and the parents showed that they got matching tattoos in her memory. And I believe one of the tattoos was actually some of her artwork. And then the other tattoo was the same tattoo that she had on her body. And it just broke my heart when they all showed that. And they they were asked by the reporters when they got the tattoos and they had said just the night before and they all went together. And that is what made me really like I could choke up right now because it just shows how profound this entire situation is. It's just super sad. It's glad to see them working together, though. I actually we should have brought this up an episode ago or two because I, I, I forgot to mention this in the timeline on September 11th is when she had actually been reported missing to the police because they hadn't been able to find her. Yes, because on September 10th, uh, Gabby's father actually went to the laundry residence and asked and knocked on the door. He never got inside, but there has been released that there was two calls for service that they had called the police and the police had arrived. So I don't know if it was almost like a get him out of her property or what's going on. The day before Gabby was reported missing, okay, so, they had called the cops on him. So let me just clarify. So Chris and Roberta Laundry are Correct. the ones that called the police on Gabby's father when he knocked on the door? That is a little unclear on exactly how the call was initiated. There was okay. two calls for service hmm. that were initiated and officers responded to the house on the 10th of September before Gabby had been reported missing. And it was while Gabby's father was there that these calls had happened. So that's a little bit of interesting information that I'd like to see some answers to. Uh, maybe we've just missed it. Hopefully we can figure it out. So my other question is, from hearing this, it almost seems like that was Gabby's family's last attempt to get some answers because clearly they were trying to reach out, you know, calling, texting, emailing the laundries and there was absolutely no response. So I'm assuming if I could, if that, if that were me, I'd march myself right down to that house where she was living and knock on the door. Oh, I 100% would. And I don't advocate violence and that's no. not what I'm saying. But if that was me, I wouldn't have been left outside that door and the cops would have been called as well. Exactly. This is just an unbelievable case with unbelievable individuals on one side of this. And it, my heart just breaks for this whole family. And a lot of people keep wondering why so much time is given to this case. And it's just because these are why there's so many weird reasons and so many weird situations. Nothing in this case adds up. People know stuff and they, they're just not saying. And that's the worst part about all of it. People know stuff they're not saying. And also the fact that it is a current ongoing investigation. He still has not been found. So when when we hear tidbits of talking here, talking there, or, or we heard this, or we heard that, we're going to cling to those things because oh, yeah. we're, we're trying to piece together and help and talk, open the conversation to find out where the hell is he? Yeah. It's just, we see dog holding a monster can. It just makes us wonder, could that have been his? Yeah. That, that was, 
I read about that. I kind of, I felt like that was kind of reaching. I don't know that that goes along to me with the too much information Yes. because now you're putting out into the internet, people trust dog and I love you dog. I love you, man. People trust him because he's such, he's almost like a household name, right? In bounty hunting. So if dog says maybe this monster can belongs or did belong to, or or Brian drank from it, people are going to get excited thinking, oh, maybe he's close to the trail. And what if he's not? One thing that makes me wonder is A, with a can and they have now re-entered the house again to obtain more items to get DNA samples. Yeah. I want to talk about the searching of the house, actually. Go ahead. I would love to hear what you have. So the searching of the house house took place on September 20th. So I read when FBI agents searched the Northport, Florida residence, they temporarily removed the parents and they declared the house a crime scene. So they went about this like a crime scene, which I think is great because, you know, everything was really looked into. So this was the same day, September 20th, that the parents were actually questioned by the FBI. Now, another interesting fact is that after the questioning on the 20th from the FBI, Bertolino actually canceled the press conference that he was supposed to have that following morning on the 21st. So I found that to be interesting. So I don't know what was said, what was not said, but I guess he felt he shouldn't be speaking after that interview from the FBI. So when the FBI searched on September 20th, they, um, I think we all saw them going in and out with bags and stuff. And from what I understand, they were grabbing items of Brian's for DNA so that it would help with the dog sniffing and all that stuff. Um, You mentioned to me, Mark, that they have been now since been back to the home. Yes, they were back there on the 30th. And Bertolino says there's nothing more to this. They're just there to get more items to assist in their search. Okay. Yeah, so because they didn't get enough. You actually see them. There's a video now because there's people camped outside there. I love you guys. Seriously. Those I love, people, I love the passion. I love it. I love most of those guys. Well, yeah. You, there's two guys there that are kind of sketchy. A guy and a girl with a megaphone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know exactly. They actually, so they pissed somebody off online and somebody actually found this guy's criminal record and posted it all over Twitter. Oh, snap. Guy's not a good dude. Ooh. And let's be honest, people, we don't like these laundry people, but they do have neighbors. And they, trust me, they they also have to live there and they don't want to hear the megaphone every hour on the hour so as I, well. So I guess I'd like to, to go back to my original, I love these people. I love the passion of these people. Correct. I love the passion. I uh, You are 100% correct. If I was the neighbor, I'd kind of be like, what the fuck? I want to watch my shows and eat my popcorn. I get it. Trying to do our true crime research over here. Trying to listen to Case Watch over here. But so (laughs) going back to when the FBI were there, you can actually see them opening up that camper again and going in. And they kind of tried to hide what they were doing, but you could actually see the little DNA test bottle that the female FBI agent had handed in. And they were in there for a minute and came back out. And I want to put an end to something I keep seeing online where keep people keep posting pictures of the camper and saying, it's not the same thing. The windows aren't right or this and that. It's the same camper. The top pops up on that camper. It actually extends up. And the video you see in the campground, you're seeing it from the opposite direction. Yeah. And that is the same exact camper. So that's one that hopefully we can stop speculating on. That is the same camper. Yes. Yeah. So that marked the fourth time, at least they've been at the house that we know of. It makes me wonder what goes on inside of there. There's a reason they're back. I mean, I I understand that Bertoloni is just trying to, you know, disperse any, but people are going to think things regardless. It doesn't matter what he says. They're going to, they have their own opinions, but there's some images from the 2017 real estate listings that takes us through Brian's presumed bedroom. Okay. It's not a fact. 
it's presumed. This could be reaching because not everyone who has these things is a murderer. We, I want to make a big exclaimer that I am not saying that. I'm just saying what this says was found. So it just says a disturbing poster of dark figures with hammers and spheres violently attacking other figures can be seen resting on the bookshelf. Other items obser- observed in the room include what appears to be a gun propped up next to the shelves over his bed in a Darth Vader mask and series of Watchman books. So according to DC Comics, Watchmen takes place in an alternate world where the mere presence of American superheroes change history. The U.S. won the Vietnam War. Nixon is still president and the Cold War is full effect. It begins with a murder mystery before unfolding, blah, 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 blah. So people are trying to kind of say, okay, he was into some dark stuff and he was this and he was that. And he may have been, but there's a lot of people that are into these types of things. And that doesn't mean that they are murderers, you know? And one other thing I read, Mark, so there's some social media sleuths and they claim that Brian apparently is an avid reader and he was spotted in gross in a book about women who go missing in a video uploaded to the couple's YouTube channel. The person of interest in the case is briefly shown reading what appears in the person interest in the case is obviously Brian, is briefly shown reading what happens to the Jeff Vandermeer's Inhalation, a 2014 novel about four females who venture into the so-called Area X where three of them die and the fourth disappears apparently. So the sleuths want to say that he was into some shady shit. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's just kind of that that people are trying to grasp for. Yeah, that's really interesting when you said that he's a dark person because Gabby's friend Rose Davis has described Laundry as being a controlling and manipulative boyfriend with jealousy issues and said that Gabby had to sometimes stay with her to put some space between them. Mm. When Laundry disappeared, Davis feared that he actually might come looking for her because he knows right where she lives. Oh, So she had, it sounds like she had maybe even a little bit of fear towards him. It sounds like she knows what he might be capable of. Uh, She also says he is out in the wilderness. He's out there. And if he's alive, he's camping. He's lived in the Appalachians by himself for months. Davis also says she doesn't believe Laundrie has anyone helping him hide out because as she says, he doesn't have any friends. Instead, he just reads books. I'm sorry. I'm laughing, but that is, serves him right for someone to say that about him. 100%. 100%. He, he he doesn't sound like he is a fan of hers. So, Mark, you know that I really love the word delight. Yes, you and do. And I like delight. Like, Mark, you're a delight. So it's spelled with a couple extra E's when you say it that way. And it's usually in all caps. Brian is the complete opposite of delight. Yeah, that's that's what I'm gathering from him. Yeah. So I did read a little bit about what the friend said about their relationship. And it just says friends of of Gabby and Brian say the couple's relationship had very high highs and very low lows. Gabby and Brian Laundrie's life may have have seemed perfect on the outside, but their friends are now saying their relationship had red flags, which is what we were talking about, the whole social media thing. A close friend of Gabby's said that Brian was charismatic and manipulative and was often jealous. Another mutual friend said the couple always had some drama and fought frequently. So it's interesting that this is all coming out. It kind of gives a a look at their dynamic together. Yeah. Like I said, when we saw that video of the incident in Moab, you can tell very clearly that this was not the first time these two have had incidents like this. Right. Which I would like to, once the... I mean, once we hopefully find out what really happened, it's going to be interesting to see what her family members and friends really have to say about their thoughts. You know, because I'm sure the family saw stuff, right? They were they were childhood sweethearts. They had to have. They had to have. Now, Brian's family's made it clear they're not going to say what's happened. 
because they've done nothing but cover for him at this point. So as we kind of come down from this episode, let's kind of sum it up a little bit, okay? Guys, the lawyer's doing his job. I know we don't like it. We're very emotional about it. We wish for the family to speak. We wish for Brian's family to speak. We want answers. But unfortunately, the lawyer is doing what he was taught to do, okay? We still know that we have lots of lies in this family. Lots of lies. In fact, I bet this could be a lifetime movie at some point. Oh, there'll be something made out of this. The behind 100%. the scenes, the the scrambling that may have happened in the house, the all of it, right? So we're going to continue following this. We're going to continue trying to dig up information. We're going to continue reading all of your comments. We're going to continue to hope and pray for information and for Brian to be found and, and have to answer to everybody because this is not okay. So I guess we're kind of going to wrap it up, right, Mark? Yeah. I mean, I, and I think once he gets found, I don't think we're going to ever find enough out to be satisfied because I don't think he's going to say much once he's caught, if he is ever caught. I agree. I agree. In fact, um, unfortunately, as we will be covering other cases that are quote unquote solved, a lot of these criminals and or say serial killers even want attention and they only want you to know what they want to tell you and how they want to tell it. So you're right. We're only going to know what he wants us to know, unfortunately. Yeah, and if you have any interesting cases you would like to see us discuss or cover, please let us know. Reach out to us at our Facebook page, Case Watch Podcast. Thank you for listening. As we do every single episode, we like to put out there where you can go for help. Charity, can you go ahead and let us know? Yes. Yeah, so uh, donations, you can still absolutely donate to the Gabby Petito Foundation. Uh, you just go to johnnymackfoundation.org and uh, put in Gabby Petito. It might now, I have to research, it might actually just say the Gabby Petito Foundation now. I'm going to look into that before our next episode, but help this family out. I know they want to put a foundation together for to help future people that have gone missing, and I don't know what else they're going to put it towards. I'm sure they're going to let us know, but this family is going to do some good. I know they are. So just wanted to say that. All right. Excellent. And we will see you again next week. Have a great day. Bye guys. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.